Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is episode seven of the Soul Sisters podcast. If you are listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially a part of the SSP community. So welcome. And for those of you who have tuned into our previous episodes, thank you for all of your support. We super, super duper appreciate it. Um, And we're just glad that you all are here. Sissy, sissy, what is up? Man, it's... (laughs) That's how I feel. Ugh. Oh. Like, <laughs> and it's not a bad thing, but you mentioned support. And I'm really, really excited because we are officially an international podcast. We have listeners, of course, in the United States, but we also have listeners in New Zealand and the Philippines. So it's lit. whoever is in New Zealand and the Philippines, shout out to y'all. Thank you so much for listening. So that's just really, really exciting. And then I also received a message um, mm-hmm. from a young lady that I know, and I'm going to read it. I guess this can be our first listener letter, even though it was a text. Woo woo. That's fine. It's but lit. Yeah, she said, hey, Moni, just finished listening to your latest podcast episode. I just wanted to let you both know that I appreciate the topics you two are talking about, and I think it's amazing how it's coming from a Christian standpoint. It shows that we are not perfect and everyone has a past, but the journey with Jesus really shows that he is moving in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your obedience to God because it's positively affecting his people. <sighs> wow, that's so good. Yes, yeah, so Esther, thank you so much for that. You know, that that just makes it all worth it. Right, correct. That just makes it, does. it all worth it. How are you doing? I am great. I am well. I have no complaints. Um... What is, what's been going on work, of course? I told you I've gotten into tea, like drinking hot tea. I told you that. Yes, she did, which kind of <laughs> shocks me. But go ahead. Huh? Which, it shocks me, but go ahead. Y'all, because if it's not sweet tea, I usually wouldn't drink it. That's exactly but, why I said that. But I've been getting into ginger, lemongrass tea, peppermint rose tea, dandelion tea. I bought a whole bunch of teas the other day. And I have just been drinking tea before I go to bed at night. And I think, like, my roommate does this. So, like, I watched her for, like, the past two months. And she does it religiously. And I started drinking. I don't drink coffee. And caffeine is way too much for me. So, I was like, I need something warm in the morning. So, I started drinking tea. And at first, I didn't like it. I was like, this is disgusting. It's, it's like no flavored water it's like flavored but it's not flavored like i don't know how to oh but you be drinking it. sugar water with that sweet hush tea. that is all sweet tea is it's sugar listen water, but go ahead no it isn't yes it is. anywho so i started drinking hot tea and i had to find which teas i liked and like what to put in it 
So like a little bit of honey and literally just a little bit because honey can be overwhelming. So yeah, I'm into teas, which is nice. So mm, yeah. The California <laughs> lifestyle's getting to you. It really is. Like eating vegetables with my eggs in the morning for breakfast. Like they serve zucchini and like broccoli and spinach. Like spinach, okay. But like zucchini and broccoli with eggs okay i don't know about the broccoli but the zucchini and spinach yes I yes the spinach the zucchini had me a little shook but the broccoli really had me shook yeah. but i couldn't lie it was good california's really getting the most of, like the most of me i'm really out here trying stuff i would never do hmm. well that's what life is all about <laughs> evolving yes great so um these past few episodes have made me realize that like we've been doing a lot of unpacking about like our childhood and like our traumatic experiences which i believe Mm -hmm. is is reflective of what we see going on Mm -hmm. in um the church like more believers are becoming more open Mm -hmm. about their traumatic childhood or adolescent experiences which is great Mm -hmm. i would say the not so great thing is it's almost like people are starting to like, I don't know if prideful is the word or like fe- have a weird fetish with trauma in a way. It's almost mm. as in like who has been through the most or yeah. who has the most traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. um, which like glorifying trauma is not a good thing. And that is not <laughs> something yeah. that we should do. And if you feel like you haven't experienced trauma in any way, that's okay. Because a lot of the stuff that we experience, it's just not normal. It may <laughs> like yeah. it may be normal to us, but it's only because we become immune to it. And that's not okay. Mm. Um and I think one of the effects of experiencing so much trauma, just like I mentioned, is becoming immune to it. And since you are immune to it, you're not really aware of how it is truly affecting you. More specifically, mm-hmm. talking about things that happen in your childhood and how mm-hmm. it affects you as an adult. But that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. Uh, this conversation is um, centered around a term called arrested development. And arrested development is being stuck in an emotional stage of development. So basically, you are stuck at a certain age. So if you are 22 years old, you are still acting like your 4-year-old self or your 10-year-old self or whatever. It's adulting, adults reverting back to an emotional state of their development. And just to give you some examples of what this may look like, I will be honest and say these are... I don't want to say extreme examples, but these were like the most hard hitting examples that I could think of. So we all can Mm -hmm. just understand and be on one page. So um, an example of someone who is suffering from arrested development is an adult who is sexually molested as a child and has difficulty trusting others and constantly lives in fear. Or an adult who was abused by their parents and never allowed to be a child, so now they have childlike desires and lifestyles. And the last example is an adult who desires for others to always cater to their needs and will act out if the opposite occurs because they never received attention from their parents. And to go back to that second example, someone that we all know Michael Jackson is a prime mm-hmm. example of arrested mm-hmm. 
development. Um, we all know that, you know, from the time his daddy realized the talent <laughs> that him and his brothers yeah. had, all they did was practice, sing, dance, all of that. And he never had time to be a kid, which was evident into in his adulthood. You know, mm-hmm. when we see him naming his property Neverland and he's always trying to hang around, you know, little boys and stuff like that. So that's a prime example of um, arrested development. And mm-hmm. lastly, just to wrap up um, this, you know, context, the effects of arrested development could include um, a couple of things. One, having an impaired ability to develop authentic relationships. And that could be mm-hmm. because you're not trusting or you're living in fear. Mm-hmm. Any reason why you would just have any challenges with developing authentic relationships. And another example of an effect of arrested development is having a false sense of self. This could go one or two ways. You could just live in a state of denial and just completely Mm -hmm. deny who you truly are, or you can be um, extremely self-conscious of yourself. So always just being very hard on yourself, thinking that you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough for whatever. So those are just some of the effects of arrested development. Hmm. Courtney. Yes, ma'am. What are your initial thoughts? Because I know this is like a new term for you that I, you know, introduce. So what are your thoughts about it? Ish, yeah. Like, the concept has, like, I've known what the concept has always, like, been, but, like, putting a word to it, words to it, mm-hmm. it was very interesting. Um, and I never knew that's what it was called. Um, it's a very interesting thing, like, and you never know, like you said, like, we become immune to trauma, so mm-hmm. you don't even realize why you're acting this way or you have these certain feelings or emotions or the lack of, um, simply because of the trauma, and you just you just don't know. So it's it's shining some light. And at first, I was like, I don't think I have any like arrested development issues until you just said something, and I was like, oh dang, wait a minute, and we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. yeah, what about you? Yeah. yeah. So doing a deeper dive into this topic, because one, I, I you know. We both did the research so we could at least sound like we know what we're talking about when it comes to this topic. Um, But doing a deeper dive into it really just made me think about my own personal childhood experiences and Mm -hmm. how they still affect me to this day. And I also think about adults that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, Mm -hmm. 60s, and they're still suffering from arrested development. But the thing is, they don't even know they're suffering from it. Mm Mm-hmm think that's that's the thing that's eye-opening mm-hmm. for me when it comes to the church do you think there's enough conversation when it comes to um addressing the effects of trauma no like at all i think we try to put in some ways like a band-aid over things it's mm-hmm. like your feelings are hurt or your mom didn't do right by you. Your dad didn't do right by you. Okay, as an adult, put a bandaid over it. You're grown, whatever. Forgive. They throw that like um, that verse about honoring your parents at you. And it's like, regardless of what they did, like, honor your parents. And then there's like the heal from it. Like, you just, you just have to do the work and heal. But no one ever talks like, 
you're affect like you're being affected still at this grown age by the trauma you experienced when you were younger and it's okay it's okay to like be affected but you need to honestly you need to understand why you're being affected and come to the realization that you are being affected and i think the mm-hmm. church is sort of like puts on this like i don't know not a front but like a well, these are the steps you need to do to, like, get your life back on track or, like, to heal or whatever. And it's just it's so much deeper. And it's like, yes, God and, like, Jesus can heal. Like, yes, absolutely. But we need to, like, do the deep work as well. Um, and I think that's not really talked about um, in the in the church setting, which I think it should be. I know my church... Um, recently started like these he- these classes called healing the heart and it's basically about trauma and different things and it's like going super 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 deep into mm. reasons um and i think that's a really good program but i think most churches don't have that like don't have that mm-hmm. kind of program set up so i think it needs to be something that needs to be talked about more and there needs to be more conversation about just trauma in general in the church mm, that's what about thing. you well well let me respond to something that you said you said that uh we always want to talk about honor thy father and thy mother yes but we never talk about when the bible says fathers don't provoke your children we don't talk Whoa. about that <laughs> We don't I'm talk weak. about that. So that's just something I wanted to say. In terms of <laughs> church settings, there's more conversation about trauma, but we are now getting to a place where we feel comfortable having those conversations yeah. Yeah. about trauma. So there definitely is more opportunities to discuss, one, trauma itself, but also you know the effects of trauma. Mm-hmm. However, there's not enough people in the church that have the knowledge or tools to address these issues. Yeah. Like we have a lot of people in the church that are spiritually gifted, but really suck when it comes to basic people skills. Mm. <laughs> like in, um, that's why it's just so important, um, for us to, for us believers to go into fields like psychology and mm-hmm. counseling and, 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 you know, anything related to, mental health because like mm-hmm. just because you can preach pray and prophesy that don't mean you really can help someone take a deep dive into their childhood and help them understand why they act the way that they do so yeah. i definitely think that we need to have more people that are knowledgeable about mm-hmm. that versus just having people say oh we'll just pray about it like yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna pray but i need mm-hmm. you know something else not to limit the effect of prayers they're not saying that prayer doesn't work because it most definitely does however Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that comes along with healing processes especially from something stemming from your childhood absolutely do you or anyone that you know suffer from arrested development yeah you know honestly imani when we got the episode topic, I was like, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Imani. I was like, I have no clue if I suffer from this. And I was like, 
And I was trying to think back and I've been sitting on this for a couple of days. Like, no, like I, I don't, nothing like super traumatic has happened to me where I feel like I'm like delayed in development or whatever. Like, I was just like, I don't know. And like, even down to before we started recording, I was like, yeah, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. Cause I was just really like, feel like I don't have anything to contribute until you said something. And I can't remember what you said. But I just realized that I do suffer from arrested development. And it's like low-key shocking. I mean, it's not, but it is. Mm. So I did not meet my dad until I was six years old. So when I'm like, you're six, you're basically, you're a grown kid at that point. Like you're you're self-sufficient in, in some areas. And you basically know who your family is. And who isn't your family? Like you have that self-awareness, you know who you're close to and whatever. And I didn't meet my dad until I was six. And so that time I was raised by my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, my aunts and um, my great aunts and, and female cousins. So I've always been raised by women and I have an uncle, um, have great uncles, um, super close to them but my my uncle my my mom's brother was in jail for some years and so like when he went away I really didn't have any other like close uncles or male figures and my mom I don't know I never asked for a like where's daddy like I never asked that question because I never lacked anything never lacked love or anything but one day my mom just dropped me off at this man's house and said I'll be back. Like, it, like this is your dad. I'll be back. And I was like, who is my, who is my who? And even now sitting there, I can remember being six years old, sitting on the couch at my dad's house. And I did not move for the whole time I was there as a six year old. And he's trying to get me to like talk and everything. And I'm just sitting there. Like, I'm just so like uncomfortable. And I'm like, when is my mom coming back to get me? And even now, just thinking about it, I have a hard time with the male figures in my life, like connecting with them. So like my godfather, my godfather does and my godmom, they don't have any biological children. So I'm basically me and my sister, are basically their kids. And I have a hard time connecting with my godfather and I love him so much. He is the most amazing man. But I have a hard time connecting with him. And it, I don't know what it is. And it's not like he did anything. It's like, I just don't know. And like, even before I moved, my godmom sort of set me up. And she told me that we, like, as a as a family, me, my godmom and my goddad, we were going out to brunch. She had told me that. But when I got to the house, she was like, I tricked you. It's just going to be you and your goddad. And my stomach dropped. I was like, oh, how will I make conversation? How will I do this? Um, and it just was hard. And even now, like other male figures in my life, my stepdad, I have a, I just have a hard time. Your daddy, Monty, mm-hmm. as much as I love pops, like I just, like I have a hard time connecting. And I think it brings me back to that six-year-old Courtney sitting at my dad's, on my dad's couch, feeling just completely like, uncomfortable Mm. and like when you're six and all you know all you've been raised by is women all you know is your family all you know is the strong women that have taught you everything that you know up until you're six years old and then it's like oh bloop you have a dad and it's like for one you're a man two like I don't know you Mm -hmm. so it's like it's very difficult 
And so now I realize that. And and before I moved to California, I, I picked up on it, but I never really knew why. Like, I just had a hard time. And I would tell you this. I was like, if I'm in a room full of people, I'm going to find people to like, I'm going to levitate towards the women first. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make friends with women. I'm going to make friends with like, all, like the girls in the room, like whatever. And my, most of my groups of my groups of friends are girls. I really don't have, I have like a handful of guy friends and that's just what it is. And so I feel like in that area, I'm very like, I'm suffering from arrested development and connecting. And as much as like, as much as I want to connect. So you, I'll tell you all the time, like man, I'm like, I really want to talk to your dad, but like, I just have a hard time. <laughs> I have a hard time. It takes a lot out of me. He's going to listen to this and be like, what? I have a hard time reaching out to pops. And I know that it's like, it's not even a big deal to him, but I just, it, it does a lot to me. Like what I do it's like, okay, I really need your help. <laughs> like, I really need to talk to you about this. So it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that now this conversation brought it up to memory. Because at first I had no, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't suffer from anything. I'm good. But bloop, <laughs> there well, it is. <laughs> listen, God has a funny way of making you learn about yourself. Uh, he does. Thank you for sharing. Okay. What about you, sissy? You're welcome. Yes, I know someone who suffers from arrested development, and that person is me. This is something that I discovered, what, four days ago? Yeah. Um, I went to a support group called Adult Children of Alcoholics. We're going to abbreviate this and call it ACA. That's what I am, an ACA. And this group falls under Alcoholics Anonymous, AA. So I went to the support group and I was just sitting there. I'm the youngest in this room. There's people that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They're talking and I'm sitting here like, this is not me. (laughs) Like, I'm good. I'm good. I've done the work. I've gone to counseling. I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. God, why am I here? Like, I tried it out, but mm, I'm good. Then there's um, there's a whole book dedicated to ACAs, and it's backed up by like um, clinical research, and they have developed this list, and it's a list of 14 traits that you typically see with adult children of alcoholics. So I'm like, all right, I'll 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 look at this list, y'all. There's about five things on that list that I was like, oh yeah. Imani, that's you. <laughs> and every mm. single trait that is on that list stems to arrested development in some mm. way. And for me, going back to that list, everything that applied to me applies to me because 22-year-old me is still trying to protect the 12-year-old girl who's just trying to survive while living in a house with an alcoholic mother. Mm. Um, And so going to that support group, I was like, okay, God, (laughs) clearly I'm here for a reason. And there's some things that you wanted me to address about myself. Um, So I had to face reality that that's where I'm at and that's okay. However, I was pissed, Mm y'all. I was so mad. 
I was mad and I was frustrated because I was like, this is not my fault. Like, the reason why I am the way that I am, it's not my fault. If my mama would have never picked up a bottle, I would not be in this position. Um, But then I realized there's no point in getting upset over things I can't change. So Mm. now that I am aware, what am I going to do to address it? Mm-hmm. that's where I'm at now, which is why you asked me how I was doing. I was like, I'm, eh. that's why I'm like, I'm eh. like, I'm good. But, you know, knowing that I'm about to embark on a healing process, I'm like, mm-hmm. eh. you know, it's a lot of work, but I'm glad I'm aware at 22 years old. So I don't mm-hmm. become that 30, 40, 50, 60 year old that's still suffering from, childhood experiences yeah i'm so proud of you thank you thank you and and that's one thing that has helped um having a support group that you know that's gonna hold me accountable um during this time so yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) now some people are like me or how I was and are just in complete denial Mm -hmm. about their arrested development. Why do you think that happens? Because I feel like some people just aren't aware. And if you're not aware and some people might think like, Oh, that's just how I am without understanding the background of what has happened. And maybe because they, they, become immune to it they Mm -hmm. they push it down so far that they just forget about it that oh i'm just i am the way that i am and so it's not really more so like looking at this is what happened to you and this is why you act the way that you do or um whatever instead of like looking at that way they look at it as like yeah i am how i am and it's not the best way to look at things because i think the reason why we are the way we are in every aspect is because there's different things in our lives that happen. There's different things that we learn. There's different things that we experience that make us, that shape us to who we are. And I just feel like, yeah, that's, that's why it happens. People are just in denial because they don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not aware. And also they may not even want to think about it, that trauma piece mm-hmm. and like what it did to them. And so it's like, it just happened. It I just would have happened that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I would also say that because people are not aware, they have a false sense of self, like we mentioned Mm. earlier. And because you have a false sense of self, um, you essentially are wearing so many masks, you don't know who you are. Because, you know, Mm. anything related to arrested development basically it stems from your childhood and so you act that way because that was your protective or coping mechanism from whatever you were experiencing Mm -hmm. so you carry those behaviors with you into adulthood and you don't even know who you are like you don't know who you are outside of the trauma like who you truly are meant Mm -hmm. to be at your core Mm-hmm. And um, I would also say be another thing that attributes to a false sense of self is people have picked up coping mechanisms. So like sex, mm. 
drinking, mm-hmm. smoking, gambling, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, they use those to escape from their realities so they don't have to face who they are or the things that they've truly experienced. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Yeah. I have a question. This is not on the outline, but I want to ask it because I'm curious to know. You love this. To have an answer. (laughs) Well, this is just something I thought about. Can you think of anyone in the Bible that may have experienced or suffered from arrested development? Oh, Lord. I can't think on top of my head. Uh, You have someone? On the outline. You have someone? I I have a person, but I don't know if I have enough rationale to explain why. But I feel like I may be onto something here. Who? Ooh, you thought (laughs) someone, didn't you? Who? No, you go ahead. No, 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 I didn't. (laughs) You did it? No. Um, King David. That's what I was like. I wanted you to say it. <laughs> Look at you. You were in the vein. <laughs> yes, I think King David suffered from arrested development. Okay. I think Luke. he had to, he was, um, you know, he was never really considered by his father. Yeah. In terms of being, you know, the one that was chosen to be king. He was never thought highly of his father. Mm-hmm. He also had to deal with King Saul trying to kill him. Mm -hmm. And I think that we see this play out because, you know, King David had loose loose groins. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That kills me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do more research on that. I think think so. Is there anyone else that you can think of? Mm-mm. But I just wanted you to say it first because I figured that's what you're talking about. But uh, no, now that I can think of, now I want to do some research. Yeah, you into, know who probably did? Who? Ishmael, the one mm. uh, Abraham's eldest son. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not the chosen one, but he <laughs> he. T- and that's probably why he suffered from arrested development. That's God just my bless. hypothesis. Okay. Next question. <laughs> I can't. Do you have any advice for those who are experiencing arrested development? Oh, man. Do I have any advice? Well, listen, y'all. <laughs> this reality is not easy to face. Um, coming from someone that it just got hit I just it just hit me upside the head <laughs> a few days ago one thing that I will say is yes like prayer is important right that's that's important reading the word of God is important yes because the Bible tells us who we are and that can affirm who we are and our identities through Christ but I will also encourage you all, not even just people that are experiencing arrested development, everybody to Mm -hmm. try counseling. Yes. And even if you 
don't feel comfortable in those one-on-one settings, you can find um, emotional support groups or even Mm -hmm. group counseling because that will help you address the why. Mm -hmm. When it comes to rested development, until you address the why, it's going to be hard for you to learn how to change behaviors Mm. and act differently Mm -hmm. because self-awareness is key. Yeah. That's my advice. I wish I could say more, but for someone who who is just now having this learning moment, there's not really m- much more I can say. Mm-hmm. Talk to me in a few months and I can <laughs> tell you what to do, okay? But um yeah, that's that's my advice. Yeah. Um my advice would be being aware, like you said, I think that's the most important because when you're not aware, you just don't, of course you don't know, but you don't know how to fix it. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of behaviors that you may have or people may have. And it's like, I've, I just do this because, and it's like, well, there's a reason why you have that mm-hmm. behavior or, or you have this feeling, emotional, whatever. Um, so that's one thing It's just be, do some self-reflection on like, what causes you to do the things that you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, counseling. Counseling is the goat. Yes. There's the, there's those t-shirts that said, I have Jesus and a therapist. Like, mm-hmm. real life. Um, it helps you really, like, like Imani said, understand the why and put practices in place to help you. Um, and it's super helpful. Um, I have really benefited from it. Um, and I started going back once I start working because the benefits right yeah so <laughs> yes let's talk about that first of all congrats I'm very proud of you for starting counseling depending on who your employer is listen, listen y'all need to go through y'all's benefits real life all that stuff because depending on who you work for like counseling will not cost you anything yeah um the, or you yeah. may pay a very very low Copay. So just look into it. Even if you don't, it's an investment. Like mm-hmm. I've seen this thing on social media where like a uh, hundred dollars is acceptable to for a date, but people won't pay that for counseling. And it's just comparing like mm-hmm. things that you you know you may say a hundred or a hundred fifty dollars is expensive for one thing, but you don't mind mm-hmm. splurging for another thing. Mm-hmm. So it's an investment on yourself. Absolutely. And um, especially for just all of our younger brothers and sisters in Christ out there, like if we address these issues now, we're not going to have to worry about it. Like when we get mm-hmm. married or when we have kids of our kids. own, because, mm-hmm. you know, our generation is so good for saying like, we're not going to do this when we mm-hmm. have kids. OK, mm-hmm. y'all, this is something that will help us with that. This exactly. is something that will help um, break generational curses. Absolutely. Ooh, and so a, I would. That's another episode we got to do. Generational uh, yeah. curses. Ooh. Okay, go ahead. Ciao. My bad. <laughs> but yes, counseling is the goat, like I said. And I think being real with yourself, you have, you really, and I think that may be the hardest part yeah. of, of, be like, hey, you got this issue. Like, yeah. And you yeah. got to figure out how to deal with it. And being um, this young, I'm glad I'm self like more self-aware of hey, yeah, you're tripping or you need to correct this behavior or whatever cuz it's only going to get better. Um now that it like I know. 
Um, so yeah, and just work at it. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna yeah. be real. It's gonna be real painful. Like for me and my Arrested Development piece, it's like reaching out to like my the male figures in my life, the the father figures in my life. That's gonna take a lot out of me. Like I barely like answering phone calls with my to my actual dad. And so it's going to be a lot to do that, to like cult, really cultivate those relationships, but it's worth it. And once you correct the behavior, you just, I can't wait to see what's on, what's going to be on the other side of, I guess, life mm-hmm. once we're over that huddle for me and you, Sissy. So yeah. Yes. Um, one more thing, just to build off of what you said, when it comes to these behaviors that we have because of our arrested development, like... If you are having a hard time thinking about what those behaviors may be for you, think Mm -hmm. about the things that people constantly ask you about. Like those behaviors where people are like, why do you always do this? Or why do you Mm -hmm. always do that? So I will say Mm -hmm. for me, when Courtney and I get into disagreements, yes, we do get into disagreements. I don't want y'all to think that we don't because (laughs) we definitely do. When these mics are off, it definitely goes down. (laughs) It goes down, no, but really. It goes down. Anywho, but one thing that I've always heard Courtney say constantly, she's like, you just don't be caring. Why are you so nonchalant? And I'll just be like, and I used to say, that's just me. Like, I that's like what she say. That would be me. so irritated. And I used to tell her, like, because sometimes it takes too much energy to care. Yes, I hate that response. And I used Ugh. to say, and I used to, like, take pride in that, like, yeah, Imani, you don't care. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Imani. Why don't you care? And do mm-hmm. you see how this behavior is affecting your relationships with other people? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another way to help you figure out the areas in which you need to work on. That's good. I can't believe you said it goes down. <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> Listen, we're going to do an episode on sisterhood and chill. <sighs> I love you to pieces. I love you too, but sometimes you just be ugh. same. Just <laughs> listen, like listen, I'm about to cut her off today. It's all right. <laughs> she could never cut me off. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Love you. Too. Y'all know the drill. Bible verse mm-hmm. um, is coming from Psalms 34, 17 through 18. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. That's It's really self-explanatory. God is there. In this process, it can be very difficult. It can be very hard. Mm-hmm. But knowing that God is right by my side walking with me and helping me through it and guiding me makes a whole um whole lot of difference and also being able to rest in him I think Mm. that's another one being able to rest in like yeah God this is hard like this sucks and I don't want to do this I don't want to go through this process but I I need to and I am but I'm gonna rest in the fact that you got me even when it's hard, even when I don't want to do it, I'm resting in you. So, yeah, Psalm 34, 17 through 18. Whoop, whoop. Great. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close this in prayer. 
Yes, yes. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we just say thank you, God. Thank you for being the God of all comfort. Thank you for being a God who is always looking out for his children, who is always close by, who is um, not a stagnant God, not a complacent God, but a God mm-hmm. that is always active and ready um, to do anything for his children. Heavenly Father, we just want to say a prayer to all of our brothers and sisters who are hurting, who mm-hmm. are suffering somehow, some way, who are still trying to protect the little girls and the little boys um, that are within them. We pray mm-hmm. for total, complete healing in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that you help all of us face some hard truths about ourselves, but your mm-hmm. word says that the truth will set us free. Um, mm-hmm. So God, as we are going through this process together as brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that you strengthen us during this time. I pray that you give us wisdom when it comes to um, changing behaviors. I pray that mm-hmm. you connect us um, to counselors, to people that are trained um, in this field of work, to um, resources that will help us engage with other f- people as your word says confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that she may be healed and god i pray that you just help us throughout this healing process but i thank you in advance in advance for the freedom that we have i thank you in advance for the victory that we have i thank you that we are more than conquerors and nothing that comes against us um shall prevail nothing that rises up against us shall hurt us by any means because we are children of an almighty king and we praise you god and we love you in jesus name amen 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 so we're gonna, I'm gonna close us out, y'all. If you have any topic suggestions, please fill out the form in our link tree bio. Well, our, the link tree in our Instagram bio. Let me correct myself and let us know what you think about this week's episode. So we heard, we got our first listener letter. Whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. Um, so please submit them by emailing us at the Soul Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. You can DM us. You can mm-hmm. text us. Whatever medium you would like to to tell us how <laughs> you enjoyed the episode or did not enjoy the episode. Whatever you want to share with us, just let us know. But until next time, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we appreciate it. And y'all be blessed. Bye. Bye.